I'm Louise Thomas-Mins, skin health therapist, expert, educator, product formulator, entrepreneur and mum. I have been in the business of nurturing people's skin back to health for 15 years. In this podcast, I'm going to bring you some of my 26 years of experience and I allow you to be a fly on the wall in my treatment room. Most of all, I want this podcast to boost my mission, which is to educate you in how to become your own skin health expert and help you to find the tools to do this. It was revolutionary. She was saying that someone who is really busy, who doesn't like things like yoga, they're the ones that need it the most. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I never would have put myself in front of the camera. I've got to be honest, Louise, I was terrified. dive into this week's guests, I want to tell you about our sponsors Panasonic Beauty. Their three-pillared approach to personal care focuses on investing in yourself, their superior quality and Japanese excellence. Their range of skincare devices enables you to benefit from nano-ionic, sonic vibration, microcurrent, hot cool and patented microfoam technology. I've been using and recommending their skincare devices for over five years now as a great way to deeply cleanse, hydrate, firm, tone and care for your skin between professional facial treatments. You can find out more about the range by heading to their Instagram profile at Panasonic Beauty UK. You are in for a treat on this week's episode because I am joined by beauty journalist turned sound therapist Fazana Ali. I first met Fazana when we were both involved with a convention hosted by Panasonic Beauty in Frankfurt and I certainly didn't know back then that she had this hidden talent. Make sure you hang around for the end of our conversation because Vizana is going to treat us all to a sound therapy taster session. So without further ado, Vizana, hello and welcome to the Skin Pod. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I can't even remember how many years ago that was, but it it was a lot of fun and... um, just to sort of briefly touch on, well, I say former beauty journalist, you're still really involved in that side of things, aren't you? Um, but I'm I'm intrigued to know how the transition happened from that to sound therapy. Um, how, how did it all begin, really? Well, I guess there hasn't actually been a particular kind of light bulb moment. It's always kind of been there. And I guess my first real instance of using sound for healing was when I was at university many, many moons ago. And I'd gone home during the summer to have some wisdom teeth taken out. And I'd read an article 
about how listening to classical music, certain types of classical music, could help with pain management. So that's what I did. For a whole entire week, as I was in bed, recovering from having, I think it was like three wisdom teeth out, it was something really horrific, I just listened to classical music the entire time. As with all things like this, of course, you recover and then you forget (laughs) and you kind of, you know, you don't come back to it. So that definitely was probably the first kind of real case that I can think of. And then about seven or eight years ago, maybe even longer, I went to a much more formal kind of setting, a a proper sound, sound bath, and it was revolutionary. I just was so relaxed, I was so present to the moment, and I hadn't experienced that in a really long time, and that's when I just knew. Oh my goodness, I I love that that story. I I, obviously I didn't know that about you, but I've never heard of that. I've never heard of listening to classical music and how it could aid healing of the the body. I think there was some kind of study that had come out and so it just happened to be in the paper that summer that I was going to have my teeth taken out because yeah I'd never heard of it before that either. That's incredible so I mean this whole kind of term sound bath just I mean it's it's a very visual term to me and maybe that's just the way I think so I can kind of understand almost what it's doing but just explain to us what what it is what is a sound bath what is sound therapy um and how could we benefit just on a you know kind of a wider scale really so a sound bath is just the name given to any kind of sound therapy or sound healing treatment and usually a sound um, sound treatment is just when you use therapeutic grade instruments such as crystal singing bowls, gongs, drums, Himalayan bowls and there's a few other instruments and you play them in a therapeutic way to slow down someone's brain waves. What that does, it activates your parasympathetic nervous system, that's your rest and digest and that's what kind of takes you to a more you know, relaxed, calm, physical and mental state. Wow. I I mean, and from my viewpoint, because of course, I'm fascinated when I heard that you were doing this about, you know, could this type of therapy help people that are struggling with, you know, skin issues, however, you know, acute or not. Um, So I'm thinking, you know, clients that I see that come in with um, you know, acne, uh, poor skin healing. Um, and let's face it, I'm seeing a lot of these issues since the pandemic because, of course, of the elevation in stress levels. So I now can understand how that could happen if it's if it's playing on that parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. Um, yeah, perhaps you can kind of dive a little bit more into yeah. how you feel it could maybe relate. I mean, just to skin health generally, but maybe if somebody has got an issue with their skin that they're trying to heal. Well, I guess if you're looking, has there research been done to see how a sound bath may impact your skin health? No, there hasn't. But as you've just mentioned, how many of us, as soon as we're really stressed out, suffer from a breakout? Yeah. How many of us have skin conditions such as eczema, like I do, or psoriasis that we know is aggravated when we're really stressed out? Yeah. You know, 
it's it's the same with acne it's the same with kind of if you have a panic attack and you know some some of my clients sometimes have hives or they come out in like a that stress rash or you get the blotchy skin so we instinctively already know that stress and anxiety has a direct impact on our skin health and I guess what sound is doing as a sound therapeutically used it's reducing your cortisol levels which you know as you know high cortisol levels encourage the excess sebum in the skin makes your skin oilier what does that do leads to acne so I think what we're doing is we're kind of tackling it at that that base so if you come and have a sound bath with me, is that going to clear up your acne or remove your psoriasis? No, of course it's not. But over a long kind of extended period, will you learn how to manage your stress better? Will your stress levels decrease? Yes, they will. Will that therefore then see an improvement in your skin health? Yes, I, I definitely believe it can do in that way. Yeah, and, and actually what I'm now understanding through this conversation so far is that it's another amazing tool in your box, isn't it? Because, you know, meditation yeah. isn't for everybody. Mindfulness, let's face it, as adults, we struggle with. Um, I watch my daughter, Maggie, who's six, and actually envy the fact that when she's doing something, she is 100% in that moment. So if she's painting, she's painting. If she's reading, she's reading. And I'll often say, Maggie... Maggie, you're not listening to me. Maggie, can you do this? And she'll be like, but I'm doing this, mummy. And we lose that, don't we, as adults? So if you struggle with mindfulness or like I say, meditation's just not for you or yoga's just not for you, it's another amazing way that, you know, for, for a lot of people, this type of therapy, the sound therapy is going to resonate with them. Um, and if they can tap into Absolutely. that. Yeah, and control those stress levels. Well, I think the things that you've mentioned with traditional meditation and mindfulness, they are incredible things um, for you to do. However, they are skill sets and they are skill sets that you have to hone over time and it takes energy and effort, especially with traditional meditation. You know, if you are a yogi with a 15 year practice, you don't need to come and see someone like me. You know how to get yourself into a deeply you know relaxed state i guess with sound therapy because it's a passive treatment if you will you don't have to actively do anything okay the frequency the sound um that the bowls or the gongs make will take your brain automatically into that different kind of slower brainwave state where we where, where we need to be when we're relaxing so that's why it's so good. You don't have to learn to do anything. It's the easiest thing you could do. Just lie down and listen. Yes. And your practitioner. <laughs> yeah, and your practitioner. I think that's why it appealed to me so much because I was in such a, you know, stressful corporate situation. You know, it was very, very high intensity. I mean, I'm sure you even remember the first time we met, I, you know, was juggling so much stuff yeah. and to, to learn something new or to take time out. And I always really disliked things like yoga before, not anymore, but I found it was too slow. I yes. found that it, I, I found it was kind of almost, can I say boring? <laughs> you know, I would relax by doing really high intensity things like boxing. 
because I was so focused in the moment that that's what allowed me to switch off. But I remember going to see an um, Ayurvedic practitioner and we were talking about the different kind of um, vatas and, and she was saying that someone who is really busy, who doesn't like things like yoga, they're the ones that need it the most. Huh, interesting. And I wonder as well with, with people, and I can be guilty of that, I'm getting better at it, but people that feel like they have to fill their diary all the time. If there's space in the diary, I've got to, well, I've got to fill it. I've got a spare afternoon. Oh, I could go for that coffee. I could go to that class. I could sit and do some extra work. I'll do that. Are, are exactly what you've just said are actually the people that perhaps are busying themselves because they want yeah. to hide from something because it's difficult to face the fact that maybe they are so exhausted so I can imagine these sessions where literally you pitch up and somebody amazing like you goes, I'm going to guide you through this. So yeah. is this something, Fazana? then, did you did you start this kind of pre-pandemic or is, is it something that you've started yes. during? Oh, okay, so it was before, yeah. It was definitely a good few years before the pandemic. I think what happened during the pandemic was that I kind of, found myself in a situation where if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I never would have put myself in front of the camera on social media. There are joys to it. (laughs) (laughs) That is just something that I never would have done. In all complete honesty, I never would have started filming videos for social media that kind of showed my face or that kind of offering online sessions. That just wasn't something that was in you know, part of my business plan, part of my own personality. You know, I like to be a behind the scenes kind of character. So all of a sudden we were all stuck at home. Studios were closed, clinics were closed. Uh, couldn't see anybody, couldn't, you know, we couldn't go out. And um, a, a brand got in touch and they were like, you know, we've seen what you're doing. Could you do a sound bath for us? And I've got to be honest, Louise, I was terrified, <laughs> you know, and, and of course, we, you know, I didn't even have the correct sound equipment. I was just like, I don't even know what it's going to sound like. Will it translate? Will it work? Because I'd never seen myself in that in that kind of digital space. Yeah. I mean, luckily, it, it just worked. It did. <laughs> luckily, it resonated yeah. with a lot of people. And it didn't matter that I didn't have the correct sound equipment because I don't know if you remember, it was so quiet outside. Yeah, that's true. So I didn't need to be in a specialist room with specialist equipment because there were no planes, there were no cars, there was no hustle and bustle of people being out and about. So you couldn't hear anything from the outside. And that's where my my own kind of personal journey with sound kind of evolved and now I like now I, I've found that I really enjoy bringing it to kind of wider audiences but yeah if it wasn't for for that kind of situation where we were all stuck at home and having to think of new ways of bringing things like this out to more people yeah. it just would never have happened Oh, that's brilliant. So before that though you were you were running classes so so you know, your clients could physically come and see you like they would go to an exercise session or a yoga session or a meditation session. They could literally come and see you at a a 
a clinic or a, a yeah center and you would guide them through that session yeah so I'm trained to practitioner level so um, while some of my work involves doing group sessions I actually do um, one-to-one and that's oh. what I was mainly doing beforehand so with the one-to-one practice you kind of have some reflective therapy within there as well like a reflective practice so it's not psychotherapy so you don't tell me exactly what's happening but we talk about feelings we talk about kind of wider issues that you might be having and that's where we kind of then take you through that guided session to release that so another thing is I see with a lot of clients that they start sleeping better Huh. And sleep, as we know, is, you know, chronic bad sleep equals chronic bad skin. Yes, you know, it's all absolutely. it's all connected in that way. If, if we're not sleeping better, you know, as soon as we sorry, as soon as we start sleeping better, our skin, you know, tends to kind of improve as well. And I yeah. think if you think about it as well, when we're anxious, our breathing changes. So we tend to breathe that kind of shallow top of the chest kind of breath. If you are doing that subconsciously all the time, then, you know, I mean, how how is that benefiting your skin health? So people, you know, sometimes you see that that sallowness, you see kind of, you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. You see the kind of where skin just doesn't look. I don't want to say oxygenated, but you know what I mean? It just doesn't look. Yeah, no, you've just, yeah, I can picture that type of skin, as you say, that it's sallow, it is lacking in oxygen. And then, of course, if there's no, that oxygen's not flowing, you know, there's no nutrients going to the skin, the toxins aren't being exchanged properly. Um, Sleep, obviously, with your growth hormones, you Mm. know, all of that repairing uh, mechanisms kick in during sleep as well. So, Again, yeah, I hadn't actually thought about the fact that it's almost like we need a reminder of how to breathe mm. properly, don't we? And so that's brilliant that you you sort of touch on that, but also tailor it to that that client and that person at that time. So I can see then that this would be something that would be quite useful at the start of a new year or, uh, you know, somebody's had a, a, a change in their life or a trauma in their life. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe they've changed a job. And so it's it would be good, wouldn't it, I guess, for, for sort of setting intentions and, and helping with kind of changing and, and transitioning between things as well. Absolutely. I think any time that you're taking stock of your life or your situation or, you know, at the moment we're in what they're calling the great like resignation we're all taking kind of real stock of of what we're doing and what we want from our lives and you know I think last year the number of people who moved out of cities because we realized all of a sudden we weren't tied to living in a tiny you know apartment somewhere where because we weren't commuting as much where you could make different choices so absolutely you know that's a good time to kind of take stock and and work on those things but I would also say that when things are going well for you, that's actually another really good time to start that kind of work because it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody has something that is unresolved for them. Everyone, myself included. And I do a lot of therapy work on myself. I I see other practitioners too. There will always be something there for you to uncover. And sometimes for some of us, 
when we are in a really good place, that's also a good time to kind of check in and, and kind of take the time, because you're not under pressure, take the time to resolve anything or to kind of make those kind of improvements. Because otherwise, if you're in, if you come to see, like, you know, see me or see somebody when you're in kind of fight or flight or freeze, we're dealing with the immediate issue, which is great, of course, and everyone needs that support. But I think, think sometimes for that deeper level introspection work, it actually also works quite well when we're not coming yeah. in that kind of stage. And I think we're all a bit, yeah, a bit guilty of that, aren't we? That we... Mm human nature we leave it until we're at crisis point before and there's things going wrong either physically or mentally before we go oh yeah this is actually now affecting my life or people around me I better go and sort this out I guess yeah. it's, you know it's about it's a bit like uh looking after your skin keep your skincare routine going between coming to see me you know keep your exercise going between your PT sessions um, rather than oh I'm just going to go and have that facial once a year and that's it I'm not going to do anything else so yeah I love I love that thought process of yeah sort of capitalizing on mm, the positive state you're in and and how it could also help keep that going and propel that 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 sort of yeah those positive kind of thoughts and, and affirmations mm. as well. I guess it's 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 kind of similar to when we've got really good skin and those pesky kind of uh, makeup wipes come into our, you know, come into our routine because you're like, oh, it's okay, everything's good. And then, you know, the, the, the occasional, you know, obviously this is when before when you'd go out, you know, like, oh, it's late, I'll, I'll take my makeup off later. It's only when we, we're struggling with something that the full five-step routine comes back and we're cle double cleansing and everything else and I think actually when we've got the good skin kind of it's the same principle just keep keep doing what your dermatologist has told you to do yes, <laughs> your, yes. what, what your skin therapist has told you to do and continue with that I know absolutely you're right and and hopefully uh you know 95% of the clients I see do that now because they recognize the benefit and actually do you know what again the small joy there wasn't many of me having to close my business a couple of times was that when we reopened and clients came back they all went oh my goodness am I pleased to see you because I've kind of yeah. kept something going but I now realize the value of those treatments so that was good while we're on the subject of skin then something that I like to ask all of my guests I am fascinated by people's rituals with their skin like what are their habits what what are products they can't do without what are little things they do and where do they come from so I always joke about this that for me it was watching my mum apply her moisturizer mm. from a very big purple tub um and it was something it was it was she didn't have that all the time that purple tub it was normally Christmas and birthday she'd get that so it was obviously <laughs> a bit pricey um but I'd then watch her do this weird sort of massage routine but she used to move her face as she did it um is there anything for you growing up or anything that sort of stuck with you that you're like oh yeah that's why I do that um so for me I think when I, you know, when I was thinking back about kind of my childhood memories relating to beauty, there's a few things that kind of really popped into my head. And the first was kind of 
having the exfoliation baths with my that my grandma my maternal grandma would gi- would give me and i think in our in that kind of cultural background um having kind of good skin hygiene was kind of almost synonymous with having good health it was really kind of interconnected so i think about her giving me the kind of that's exfoliation scrub down and you know these days we would kind of um we'd kind of accredit that to you know oh that's really good for you because it's boosting your circulation it's bringing that fresh blood up it's moving your lymphatic system but of course, that wasn't the terminology or the language that we used. It was just part of good health. And it was just something that, you know, that all the matriarchs of the family did. They, you know, they, we had exfoliated, you know, you properly were exfoliated, you know, from, oh, from a kind of a young age. And, and then afterwards, just being like doused in like olive oil, <laughs> just completely just like oil, oil was king. Um, wow. it's, so it's, it's funny to me in the last couple of years where we've seen the rise of kind of oil-based cleansers or using things like the coconut oil for the body and things like that, because that was all very normal, normal to us. Yeah. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah. What did, what did she use to use to scrub you with? Was it like a loofah or was it a, a product? Yeah, I think uh, I was trying to think because it, it kind of... Um, I feel like my memory has like a flannel and then I can't remember what she used on top of it. Um, but it must have been some kind of Ayurvedic kind of friendly, pro- you know, I, I, that's the that's part of my memory that's a little bit hazy. Um, but, you know, it was just, it was kind of synonymous with good health that you would have, you know, your skin was good, that you'd, you'd take care of it, you'd moisturise it in that way. Um, another thing, talking about moisturising, because even now, that's a massive part of my like daily ritual now um yeah you know it, it for me it's a real act of self-care to moisturize correctly and properly and take time it's almost like a mindful activity before bed um but also see you know how you're talking about the purple pot for me it's the blue astral pot that just <gasps> yes. reminds me of home and it's not because it was my mom or my gran or whoever. It's because it was my dad's. So oh, I didn't grow really? up. Absolutely. So I didn't grow up with this gendered notion that skincare is only for women or that men shouldn't take care of their skin or that they shouldn't moisturize. You know, to me, that's completely illogical. And there's no kind of correlation why, with gender and taking care of your skin health. so brilliant yeah so dad it it just it just even now if I smell it it just makes me think of dad it's just and it was always the you know he's he's used that for I don't know since the 70s probably (laughs) I don't know when they came out he has he has always used it it was all you know sometimes it was the the big astral pot sometimes it was the travel one you know he'd have one in the car so yeah always you know and uh, you know just kind of always moisturizing always taking care of his skin in that way that is fascinating because for for me and and my dad, 
I mean, I can remember him having the traditional kind of shaving bowl with shaving <laughs> soap and the proper brush. And he, I mean, even now, literally, if I think there's like a hint of a hair that, that appears on his face, it's like, oh, quickly get the shaving brush out. So he was fastidious with his shaving routine. Um, I mean, this is the guy that would clamber up a, a tree on a Sunday to, you know, prune the tree with a shirt and tie on. Um, so but I never... <laughs> I never remembered him putting anything on afterwards, apart from that weird stick thing if he'd accidentally cut himself. So, oh, I mean, yeah. he's that, yeah. So I never had that influence. That's that's fascinating that, uh, as you say, for you, it was like, well, no, no it's not just something that the women mm. in my life do. It's it's just something that we do. We all um, do, absolutely. There's yeah. a, there was just There was just none of that kind of gendered kind of... Um, outlook towards taking care of yourself at all at all and then uh, there's one other product that really reminds me of my childhood and I'm really going to give my age away because it was called (laughs) oil of Yule I believe (laughs) yes it was yes so you know the the beauty that that pink beauty fluid yeah. just you know my just my grandma yes, putting just, it on mm. I've remembered the bottle now I can see the shape of the bottle yeah. just remind with the, me with the yeah. black cap yep that's um, it yeah yeah so just just that 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 beauty <laughs> fluid my grandma who had the most perfect flawless wrinkle free skin was always kind of putting that on as well so I don't know if I've become more kind of obsessed with like not having wrinkles because my caretakers, my providers were so wrinkle free. <laughs> that, yeah, just I can absolutely categorically say that that you're either doing an amazing job or you've inherited those genes, Fazana, because your skin is beautiful. And I can't see any wrinkles at all. Um, and so now for you, moisturizer, you've said is that's still your like that's your most important thing and you spend time on that. Is yeah. there anything else that for you, skincare wise, that are things that you're like, I can't live without that, or actually I find that if I do too much of that, it just doesn't really work for me. Um, I think, again, for me, it's mainly kind of moisturising. So whether that's using kind of ceramides and, you know, you know, kind of things that are taking that hyaluronic acid, taking that kind of moisture deep inside and then kind of layering my moisturiser on top for, you know, for the face. It's it's I think for me, you know, until you asked that question I didn't hadn't really thought of that connection but I I do think it still comes down to being super hydrated super moisturized that that just kind of making sure that no matter what makeup product you have if your base isn't correct if that foundation isn't correct and by foundation I don't mean actual foundation I mean you know good skin health I think then everything else that you do is almost kind of it's not really yeah, it's redundant, isn't it? It's yeah, just, ab- yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, it's yeah. definitely, and I like to use kind of oil-based uh, cleansers, the ones that emulsify, yeah. the ones that turn milky. Um, I, I like to use that. I feel that that kind of really takes off everything. I double cleanse religiously whenever I've worn kind of makeup. And um, yeah, and I think then afterwards, it's just making sure I'm layering on, you know, my my kind of topicals and 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 the hydrators really 
Yeah, fantastic. Oh, it's absolutely fascinating. It's my favourite part of doing this podcast is asking people about their their sort of influences and, and rituals with skin care and skin health. Um, so back to the sound therapy then. Uh, at the moment, are you back to being able to deliver your therapy on a one-to-one basis or are you focusing? Have you found now that actually you want to focus more on the on the digital side of, of offering it? Um, to be honest, I think it's kind of, I think you've actually hit the nail on the head. I am kind of focusing more on the digital offering at the moment and trying to kind of grow, grow my platform, I guess, and just kind of see if I can offer it to more people because I think sound therapy is still, even though it's a really ancient practice and, you know, people and indigenous communities have been doing it for, you know, hundreds, literally hundreds of years in terms of, kind of that modern population really getting to know it it's still I think quite quite new for a lot of people yeah definitely so it, yeah. it it's been really fun kind of telling more people about it letting more people find out about it I think probably once that first quarter of the year is over I think I'm going to go back into clinic and start back doing the one-to-one kind of treatments because when you have someone come in and the difference that you see with that one-to-one time is so vast it's it's actually incredible that's lovely and I wonder as well whether you know as much as we're so blessed that we can do so much digitally now the same for me that I can't do my job properly or fulfill my role Mm. properly unless I see somebody in the flesh um and actually I guess for you as well even if you were you know your digital side of things was dominating for you to still do that one-to-one therapy would actually assist you in your digital work because it might flag up things you know you might see something with somebody yeah. and go oh do you know what next time I do that session yeah. that's a really good point I'm going to sort of focus in on that so I th- yeah I guess it's still really important for you to have that literal connection with people absolutely isn't it? and I think with sound work if you think about the way you feel when you're listening to your favorite song your favorite soundtrack you know at home you know, it, it it sounds good, but when you go to the yeah. concert and you can actually feel it, I mean, the difference is it, it's completely measurable, isn't it? And I think that's the same yeah. um, with the kind of sound worth. So I also use uh, drums and I just okay. don't think drums translate, you know, digitally. I just don't think that you yeah. get that same feeling. Whereas when you're with somebody and you're kind of, you know, you're, you're, you know, centimeters apart that they can feel the vibrations of the instruments so with the with the drums you know um I tend to I when I'm playing with the drums I'll do a session and I'll start the feet when I'm drumming there you can feel those vibrations going all the way up your legs wow it's 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 such an incredible feeling that there's no way of translating that digitally at all no Oh my goodness, you're, you're making me want to have a session. I'm going to have to have a, a trip Absolutely. down. But Absolutely. It'd be lovely. I'd love to do that. In the meantime, uh, where do we find you? So if you want to come and do one of your kind of virtual sessions, what's the best place to find you, Fazana? Or if anybody's got any question, more questions about whether this is relevant for them? Um, so at the moment, probably Instagram is the easiest place to find me. Um, my handle is literally just the sound therapist. We went really easy with that. Nice and easy to find. Yeah. 
um, so yeah, what it you, says on the tin. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So if you've got any questions or there's actually some samples of a few free um, shorter sound bath meditations, um, which, you know, have been saved multiple times. People listen to multiple times. You can definitely, if you're having a break from work in a lunch hour or you're just struggling to go to sleep, just pop one on, put your headphones in, close your eyes. Fantastic. Oh, amazing. And you have kindly uh, gifted us a little taster yes. session, which um, we're going to kind of segue into shortly at the end of the conversation. So is there anything that we need to do in particular to, to prepare for this next part then of the of the podcast with that therapy session? Just make sure that you've got headphones or or earphones in just because of better uh, sound quality and then I would say either sit down or lie down somewhere comfortable and close your eyes and just have a listen that is all you have to do fantastic oh Fazana it's been so lovely to have a, a proper catch-up with you after uh, quite some time and I am going to go and uh, yeah do do that little session myself as well um, and I as I say I would absolutely love to at some point um yeah let's meet up and yeah I'd love to have a session and and have absolutely. a bit of a catch-up lunch or something but we'll we'll chat about that off air obviously <laughs> um but thank you so very much for for your time and your amazing energy and um yeah we'll we'll chat My to pleasure. you soon thank you for having me
coming next, it's the fly on the wall. This week's episode is brought to you in conjunction with the Panasonic Facial Steamer. This device has advanced nano-ionic technology to release tiny steam particles that are 18,000 times finer than regular steam. This allows the particles to penetrate skin more deeply and cleanse your complexion more effectively. Head to their Instagram profile at Panasonic Beauty UK to learn more and purchase this skincare device. It would make my day if you subscribe to The Skin Pod. So going back to what you were saying about the clients' kind of perceptions of their skin as a result of the pandemic, I agree. I think I think people are realising that, thankfully, people, are, if, if they've had a break from us, because either we've obviously been closed or... They, yeah. they've been unwell or they've had to isolate for long periods of time. I think the joy in that, if we look at the positives, is that they've kind of gone, oh, yeah, <laughs> actually coming to see you does have benefit to my skin. And it does give me that extra boost, doesn't it? From Yeah. And I think with the pandemic, it gave people, not all people granted, but I think it gave a lot of people a lot more time. Yeah. Seem to have a lot of people that have gone, <laughs> gone a little overboard, uh, done a lot of skincare and then other people that have just tried to bring it back down to the bare bones and understand their skin more which for some has led to brilliant improvement and then for other people it's just led to utter confusion and also that understanding of what and why is my skin doing this and stress is having such a big impact and when I start talking to to a client about well hang on we're looking at this area have you noticed change in your sleep pattern change in sort of your methodical like how you're going about doing things do you feel you're achieving more in your day is there sort of this fog around you this sort of anxiety around anything else you're doing and a lot of the time there's this tick 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 yes 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 I could say yes to that Uh, yeah I'm finding this and to throw that sort of stress word out there to them it's been really hit and miss so it's have some people that just go oh yeah I suppose I am you know I have got a lot going on or I'll have someone that maybe will just go, no, 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 I'm not stressed. I'm not, I'm not yeah. stressed. Yeah. It's hard accepting that, I think, on ourselves, it's hard accepting ourselves that we're stressed or we're spinning lots of plates, you know, we're juggling lots of things. Um, and how that as a, a scenario and an occurrence, how that is impacting people in their skin yeah. and what and how we treat it and how they think they should treat it versus how it needs to be treated is quite a, common absolutely you have hit the nail on the head there because um definitely sort of going back after that first lockdown for me exactly what you said there was literally this divide of people coming in going oh my goodness I have literally just not done anything dropped it all (laughs) ran out of my products just bought whatever I could online I don't know what I'm doing I'm really confused because you know Instagram and everybody and everyone is saying I should be using this this and this I've dabbled with this I've dabbled with that please help versus um, the client that came in and you're like whoa (laughs) calm it down (laughs) they've literally bought everything they're doing seven steps they're trying to do at home facials and we had obviously clients reaching out to us didn't we that were saying what can I do at home can I buy an LED mask 
So, yeah, there was that real divide. And yes, I agree. I think, again, there is the divide of those that because they've had that time, they have learnt to listen to their bodies a bit more because they've been they've had the headspace to do that and are then marrying that up with, wow, my skin looks good. Oh, actually, it's because I'm not working as hard. I'm not commuting. Yeah. Um, or the other side of things where people are in a little bit of denial because they think that they've dealt with everything okay and they've buried it all um and actually then for clients that I'm seeing it's coming out in those inflammatory responses whether it's accelerated aging um or or you know more acute conditions like psoriasis or eczema or rosacea is flagging up a bit more as well isn't it um it is yeah definitely and more sort of that adrenal area in the skin people sort of fight and flight and also I think people are hard to say Yes, it has been stressful because I think uh, I find there are quite a few empathetic people that are just going, I've not had it bad. It hasn't been bad for me. I can't say I'm stressed because there's all these lovely, wonderful people that have have had it really hard and really bad. And I think as people were sort of hard to say, okay, maybe there is an element of stress, but equally trying to get, get anyone to improve that mentality, that sort of thing of that focus of what can I be doing? Because it's not a bottle. We can't go okay, so I'm going to prescribe you this cream and that's going to change this, this and this in your skin. There's an element of that, the nourishment, the health and the health of the skin, but equally getting clients to work on balancing that stress or accepting that stress or reviewing what they can be doing lifestyle-wise, work-wise, life balance-wise, everything like that is harder to initiate that or, or actively do that. It's much easier to say to someone, it's this cream you need. You're going to use yes. it twice a day. You know, if only we could for stress. Yeah, but exactly. You really can't. And I, yeah, and I think as well for me, there's for me as a therapist, and 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 I'm wondering whether you're finding this is what I'm sure you are. Um, it's also balancing our mindset because it's really easy when you are a caring, empathetic person, and you you know we've worked with people for years and years and years. It's really easy to suddenly start going down the rabbit hole if they've come in and they're having a bit of a rant about something or they're complaining about something or they're, you know, they are really stressed and they're feeling sorry for themselves. You know, for us to kind of go, okay, I need to not complain because we are so much more than just skin therapists, I think now. We were always that way a bit, weren't we? But more so than ever, I think clients are coming in and they you know, the positive thing is that we treat their skin and we do really well and their skin looks amazing, but they also come in because they need an outlet to get stuff off their chest in a secure, safe environment. And it's really tough sometimes actually for us to go, they don't want to hear anything about our moans and groans. We've lit, you know, it's about them. It's about creating their amazing space and environment and all those little details that we look at when we treat them from how they're feeling on the couch and and obviously, you know, the physical, the warmth and all of that stuff, but actually that they come in and, and they know that they're in a safe, quiet Space. space. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yes. I just had that with a client. She came in and I said, how are you feeling? Just, um, I'm, I'm frantic. I'm a bit anxious. I feel like I could have a panic attack. And I said, okay, well, welcome to the calm space. Lay down. Got a heart rate down. Got a breathing slower. We didn't talk. Didn't didn't say anything. Don't know why she was stressed. Don't know what was going on. Mm. Nothing. But didn't need to. You know, it's just someone that you didn't, she didn't need that. And I think that's what 
we and I hope that's why people come to see us as well because they know that they're not going to come in and I'm not going to harp on about how bad the traffic was on the A61 or whatever last yeah. week but I will understand how they're feeling and know that actually I can do assess their skin and treat their skin in a certain way but equally can assess them in a certain way and try yeah. and offer them that bespoke treatment for how they're feeling on that day not that conveyor belt treatment of you're booked in for this so this is I'm using X, Y, and Z, you've got this much time and that's what we're doing. If it doesn't suit them on the day or if it's not what they need on that day and we have the ability and the capability to treat what they need, I think, again, that's why we're, I don't like saying the word popular, why we're sought out by people (laughs) um, for our services because I think we can both treat people in that way and offer that service to people, especially now with sort of more stress or people more conscious of stress I think people are more conscious of anxiety and work-life stresses and that balance yeah post-covid that time element that everyone had with the lockdowns most people for the lockdowns I think everyone left lockdown going this has given us the positive from it was it was the time um people had had to to access other areas and do other things yeah and I see that we're slowly creeping back into that people aren't allowing themselves that time it's, yeah it's quite hard they're, to they're stru- in. yeah struggling with that with I mean god you know we're always striving for balance aren't we and I think as well it's interesting um I don't know about you but I'm not seeing as much um maskne as I was no. so that seems to have calmed down and I wonder whether I mean obviously yes mask wearing we had a little bit of a not we as in personally because we've we've never taken off um but uh you know as a as a nation we had a bit of a pause from it but actually I also think skin has got used to it you know resilient yeah it's got resilient hasn't it so there's not as much of that going on seeing that sort of classic change of season stuff at the moment so Mm. barrier impairment and um I think maybe, dare I say, that people have come into the new year and gone, oh, I know I'm going to use a really strong peeling product at home or I'm going to really up my retinol. Retinol, yeah. And it's not the right time of year to necessarily do that. I think we forget that in winter we need protection as much as we do in the summer. And I think people tend to get a bit fixated on, and I know actually we sometimes do this, don't we? Because we go, oh, yeah, winter peels. But we understand that you still need to build the barrier. You still need your SPF. And I think if people have been dabbling at home. And also, we will have usually, before we get to peels, I know I def- definitely do, on those clients that have are finishing up their peel courses, I spent six months before that getting their skin yes. ready for peels. That's true. It, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, September, now is the time for peel. It's like, okay, September, so we've done you know, consistent treatments for the last four or five months, what have you. We're now at the stage of, if this is where we wanted to be to peel um everyone yeah everyone loved a peel didn't they I think that was part of lockdown as well yeah a peel peel center what peel can I use at home yes yeah um what home peels would you recommend yeah not no, many, the, many. Not no step away step away um <laughs> yes I think retinol is still a, a big one isn't it out there um it, and and I think people are now you know getting back into a bit of makeup wearing perhaps as well so they're they're Mm. then conscious of how makeup is sitting on the skin um I'm still I'm really enjoying working with the radio frequency still I think that's yes it's just you know it's it's a winner because it gives you a it does give you I think an instant change even after one treatment but Mm -hmm. the joy of you can just go back to normal life 
without that downtime is is really good yeah. as well um so yeah still definitely and exactly what you said about you know if somebody's coming for a signature facial I've now got a few clients that actually maybe don't, don't feel completely comfortable under the LED light perhaps yeah. be, have you noticed that are people a bit more yeah angry? I've got a few I've got a few yeah. that like, I don't I can do 20 don't, can't do time under this no um, that, and again which is I bizarre, think isn't it? it is bizarre it is I wonder if it goes back to what you were saying about people feeling a bit more anxious Anxious. so I've been going well actually don't we can do radio we'll do 10 minutes of radio frequency instead and yeah and it's just and it and that's going to be great for them and it just mixes up and obviously builds in a bit of the red light as well but yeah no that that's interesting that you've had that as well yeah I have had a few clients go I really hate this part I'm like no I don't mean to hate any part of the facial (laughs) (laughs) oh and I I had actually I had a new client that came in uh, I think it was last week And what I really liked about it, and it reminded me actually to go, oh, do you know what? It's so important. And I forget to ask clients this. I think I said something about, um, oh, you know, I'll explain to you how to get ready. But, you know, we'll we'll start with a bit of a foot connection. And she just went, oh, my goodness, I do not want you touching my Shrek feet. I (laughs) don't know. And I thought, do you know what? Actually... I I think it's a, a oh my god yeah touch my feet I love it but it really made me go oh yeah do you know what I should actually say are you comfortable with me doing this at the start of your treatment yeah. rather than take your socks off here comes a nice warm <laughs> steam towel and people are like ah um so but, <laughs> but I liked the fact that actually she was like I like this I don't like that and I was a bit like oh blimey but I was like well no do you know what fair enough because there's no point yeah. exactly what you've just said me sticking you under this light if you're lying there borderline panic attack because you're I mean I always do ask about the claustrophobic side of things it's just um, so bright yeah it is I mean I amazing new, but bright poor new clients that I'm just like it's ridiculously bright like I'm honestly it's the brightest thing you'll lay under it's really really bright and I'm like I know I've said it a lot but it is really really bright really bright yeah and then t- turn it on you can just hear that little, that little intake of breath and the hands yes. go really tight and I'm like I told you it was going to be really really bright yeah promise you equally, it gets better I mean amazing for this time of year for, and again a lot of people have gone oh get me under that like I need like, yeah. I'm, I've got sad syndrome I've missed it I've had a, um, I've had a week off I've missed it yeah yeah I did yeah I pop, popped under there yesterday actually yeah it was all good If you are enjoying listening to The Skin Pod, then I would be delighted if you could hit that subscribe button. It also means that you'll be updated when we launch the next episode. 